Hi. Glad you can join me. It's Jesse Dawson. This is the Jesse Dawson Podcast. Trust you're doing well on this fabulous day, whatever day this is that you're watching or listening. Either way. This is going to be a, uh, a What I Learned episode. We're going to go into something that I learned that I have, I have had through my life and some bits and pieces of things that I've taken from them. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the real game, the real stuff, where the big kids play with the big shoes on and the big hats on. We're talking about cold calls, the pinnacle, the American ninja warrior challenge of phone calls. You know, we're, we're talking about the UFC mixed martial arts. We're talking about the Formula One, the MotoGP, insert championship thing here, the Tour de France of calling and sales, cold calls. And what I've learned from doing a whole bunch of them, more than the average Joe, and even more than the experienced Joe as well. In my time, before I was a coach, before all of the podcast, before all of this, I was a kid, still am a kid, but I was a younger kid. I was a younger version of the kid I am today. And I got myself a job in a call center. I've been in sales and retail for my entire working career, in my nine to five. And uh, I'd left a retail job and wanted to get away from customers, took a call center job. Didn't know what it was going to be like, didn't know if I was going to last 10 seconds. I thought, you know what, maybe this is, a, this is a job that I'm at for two weeks and then I ship out of here and go back into retail somewhere else or find another job somewhere else. Little did I know that I did not leave in two weeks and I was at that particular company for a year and a half. And then I was in another company. And then I was at another one. And another one. And the record now for, this, for the same company is, is nearly three years uh, for, the, for a contact center. <laughs> so I spent a lot of years in contact centers and calling. And the thing is, is with, the, with calling, customer service roles, they go like hotcakes because they're easy. And they are, they're easy because you don't, you don't have to have sales ability, you don't have to ask people for money. Usually you're troubleshooting or you're uh, handling queries, general inquiries, that kind of stuff. So they get snatched up in two seconds. And if someone's had customer service experience prior to that job, they're gonna be favored over someone who doesn't. And even though I had retail and uh, sales experience, I didn't necessarily have customer service on the phones experience. So I tended not to get those roles um, especially when that same company would have a sales division and they'd be like, oh, you did sales. Well, actually, we've got some jobs going on over here and they'd put me there instead. So I couldn't get myself out of sales for a very, very long time. Uh, so what did I do? I got bloody good at it and uh, yeah, enabled myself to now pretty well land a job in any sort of contact center in any role, uh, which is really cool. But if I had a choice, I much prefer the podcast and coaching <laughs> if we do keep that a secret between ourselves here. Sales calls. The first job I had, I was calling for an electricity company in the contact center world, calling for an electricity company, energy provider, it was electricity and gas technically, and I was calling customers that had left the company and calling them to bring them back 
Now, it wasn't just a flat-out cold call, I wouldn't say. So it wasn't that they'd never heard of us before because the whole country's heard of this company. So it's not like it's a brand new cold call. But I'd never spoken to this person. There was no reason for me to call them. This was a cold call. It was just probably the warmest type of cold call you could get to start off with. So they were not expecting a call from me and I had to win them back. So if anything, in some elements, this was more difficult than a cold call, just earning their trust. I had to earn their trust back after they'd chosen to leave. So that's where I started. And over the years, I have done something like, I mean, I titled this, I titled this one like 15,000 plus calls, but I've probably done around 20 to 25,000 cold calls, but I didn't want to just boast the number too high because um, I've got to be able to back it up, you know, so I just did it lower. But in general, I've made somewhere between 50 and 100,000 calls in general in my entire career, including my retail and um, that kind of, those kinds of things to customers and um, in between in, in that kind of thing. So between 50,000 and 100,000 calls. So I've had a fair experience talking to people on the phone. At least 20% of my career has been cold. At least 20%. It's more like 30 to 40, but at least 20%. And I learned a lot, a lot while cold calling about me, about people, about team members, how to work together, motivation. I learned so much. Time management, how to do it all, right? And some of the biggest lessons we're going to go through now in this episode. So the first lesson I learned from cold calling over 15,000 calls to complete strangers that I've never spoken to before. I learned that gladiators are not born, they're forged. That's what I've learned. So what do I mean? I mean that someone who used to be a gladiator in Roman times and in back in the day, Greece and Rome and all the empires, they weren't born gladiators. They didn't come out with a spear and a shield when they were two years old and slay a dragon. They had to be molded into someone who is a gladiator. They had to, they had to be molded through fighting and through war and through conditioning to be strong enough to fight as a gladiator. And sure, some of them had no choice, but they, some of them didn't survive either. So the only ones that survived, if they ever survived, is a terrible time, were the ones that were strong. The gladiators that learnt to fight, that, that learnt a skill set better than everyone else. They learnt to survive in the pits. That's what makes a gladiator. Not someone who's good at something but has never fought in the pits. That's not a gladiator. It's just a fighter. They're just a good fighter. A gladiator is in there with the horses and the carriages and the spears and nowhere to go and fighting to the death and surviving. And cold calling is very much like that. You, don't, you can't hide from a cold call. You can't hide. You can't call them and pretend it's not a cold call. They know. You know. Everyone knows it's a cold call. Everyone knows you've never spoken before. And what do you want? And you've got to get your message across. You've got to communicate in a very effective way. You've got to learn a skill set to survive in the trenches. So when you're, when you're calling and when you're trying to communicate your message, the product you're selling, you've got to. You have to be quick and you have to be sharp. 
And you only learn that through forging your blade in the fire. You need to call and call and call and get hung up on and slammed and abused and hung up and hung up and hung up and ring through to no one for two hours and get nobody and get denied by the receptionist 150 times. <laughs> thousand times you got to be denied and then you cut your teeth in the grind of making cold calls and that's where gladiators are formed that's where the toughest most re resilient ten tenacious like go-getters cold call and it's a skill set not everyone can do it not everyone can be a gladiator as I said, some gladiators didn't make it out as gladiators. They went in as fighters and they died as fighters. And they did not come out as a gladiator. They came in and they left in one day, one afternoon, half a day, two days, three days, and they're out. They can't, ha they can't hack it. They can't continue calling. They can't keep going. Their work diminishes. They stop making sales. They don't make any sales. They don't even get through to the person they need to speak to. They hate it. I've seen people cry on desks. I'm not saying that's a good thing. Like I've seen people break down because they just could not take the work. And that's okay. Because not everyone is made to be a gladiator. Not everyone's made to make made to make cold calls. It's a tough, tough thing to do. Just sales in general, warm sales is tough. Cold sales, ruthless. Ruthless. And you know, if, if I would love for everyone in the world to experience one week of cold calling because it would transform their life. It would transform the way they look at the world and the people they speak to on the phones, but it would also teach them about themselves. And I wish that everyone could experience that, but not everyone can. Not everyone can take it. So no, some people aren't meant to be gladiators. The gladiators are not born, they're forged, and some people are not meant to be gladiators. I think to make that little quote even better, gladiators are not born, they're forged in battle, and not everyone is a gladiator. I think that's, that's a better way of saying it. And what's the next thing I learnt? I learnt that you need to fall down and get back up. Again, this links back into, into the gladiator point, but it's its own unique lesson, I think. And to give you a story to explain this. So, kids. Now, I'm not going to get this right because I'm not a uh, someone who studies this area particularly in depth. But I've heard this and I'm going to paraphrase this. And I know that kids, especially boys, when they're young, three, four, five years old, they need to engage in rough and tumble play. Uh, that's what that's what's referred to in the world of psychology. I'm pretty sure, and in child development, rough and tumble play, which means they need to they need to play and they need to get bruised and and be roughed up and fall and scrape their knees, because they need to learn that they're not going to die and that they're going to be okay and that they can pick themselves up and keep going. It's not the end of the world. They haven't literally just died because they've fallen over, or because they fell off something. Um, you know, as long as they're okay, you got to make sure they haven't broken anything. But they have to engage in this rough and tumble play with each other and and all with their parents, with their dads, and learn that they're they're going to be all right and be, they can be roughed up and thrown around. And that builds character. That builds them into someone that knows that they can 
fall down and they can get up and they can keep going and, and, and to not give up. It builds someone that has resilience. It builds resilience. And with cold calling, just like the rough and tumble players, a three, four, five year old, you get hung up on and you get abused. Some of the things that I've been told on the phone as a human being on the phone talking to somebody, unbelievable. And I'm sure you've been on the other end of a cold caller and you haven't got time, but you can just hang up. Or you can say, I'm not interested and say, look, I appreciate your time. I'm not interested. And just keep telling them until they hang up. If they're any good, if they're, any, if they're a decent person, like, okay, have a good day. Bye. And they don't waste their time. If they continue to objection handle your I'm not interested, then questionable. But the things I've been told by, by regular human beings, just because I called them and they didn't know who it was and I had something to sell or something to say to them, and they've treated me like less than dirt, like mud, like, like shit on the bottom of a shit shoe. Unbelievable, some of the things. And you've got to keep going when you hear those because they're not a reflection of you, for one. But you copped it, like, you know, you got that in the ear. You have to take two minutes, two seconds just to recoup yourself. <sighs> that was intense. Maybe talk to the person initially like, this is what you said to me. I can't believe that. And then, you know, have a drink of water, go back in, make another dial. Dial again and again and again and again. And you fall and you fall and you fall. And at the end of the day, you've got bloody knees. You know, you're dripping blood from your legs. And your elbows and your palms. You've got no skin on your hands from catching yourself from falling. Scuffs on your elbows every day. And you fall down and all you need to do is get back up. You need to get back up and get back up and get back up and go again and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. You can get punched in the head and keep going. You get kicked down when you're down and you keep going. And you know what happens? Eventually you win. Eventually, someone buys the thing you're after. Even if you're the shittest salesman, eventually someone will buy it. So of course there is an element of numbers and there's an element of communicating really effectively. But you will get hung up on no matter how good you are, no matter how pro you are, no matter, no matter what your conversion rate is that you're like elite salesperson, you're gonna get hung up on and you're gonna get told no. And it's that falling down. And that rough and tumble of being in the trenches and being a gladiator and keep pushing forward that gets you to learn that you can keep going and you can keep going and it's not really that bad. And, it does, and, and to not be invested in what people say because they're going to say some stuff. And you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And you learn and you learn what to say and what not to say. And you learn to be flexible and adaptable. So not only do you learn to be resilient, and have incredible tenacity to keep going. Resilience through the roof beyond ridiculous amount that only, only an elite kind of person is able to push through that, that, that type of work and keep going. You have, to be a very, you have to have a very specific disposition in your personality to be able to keep pushing forward in that. And it's not common at all. It also makes you adaptable because you're not going to keep doing the same thing. You just keep getting punched. You're going to change things up. You're going to mix it up. You're going to try different things. See what you can do to get past the gatekeeper slash receptionist. You can try a load of things. You can send emails, text messages, physical mail, say different things. 
Treat them like the boss. Ask them who handles their account. Lots of things you can do to get past them. Make best friends with them. You can play a really long game if you need to, depending on how big your sales are and stuff. Lots of things you can do. But you learn to be adaptable. You learn to be resilient. You learn to change and flow and be that person through falling and getting up and falling and getting up. So resilience, number one. Incredible. I learned so much about myself from falling over and getting up over and over and over and over again. And what that taught me, well, there was the adaptability part, resilience, the flexibility. But it also taught me that through trusting me, through trusting me, my ability to communicate, to hold attention in a second, to get my message across in a way that isn't going to be hung up on or said no to, or ask certain questions in certain ways and be that be that adaptable, moldable, flexible person that is very serious about what they're doing, tenacious, sharp as a tack, which we'll get to in a minute, was that I learned that I can trust myself and I learned that I can, it brought, brought out confidence in me that I was able to be resilient, that I was able to trust me, that I was able to be the person that I needed to in order to carry on working. I need, like, it brought me, it elevated me to a new level. As a, as a person and then when things come along that are a bit more challenging I know that I have the confidence in me to be able to tackle it and I'm not afraid of falling down because I can I can I can pick up my phone right now dial a random number and just hello and have a conversation not going to do that but easily could I've been to, I've been to uh, lots of training seminars and like speaking a lot of events from speaking from stage and things like that and I've seen a lot of speakers do this thing, uh, and they always do it incorrectly, but they always make people pull out their phone and say, okay, and in two minutes, you're going to pick someone on your phone, you're going to ra randomly call them, and you're going to try and make a sale of your business to them. Uh, and everyone freaks out in the audience. And I'm like one of those rare people. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like ready to go with the phone because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because I've got confidence in me. And the speakers lose trust in their audience when they do that, so... Don't do that if you're a speaker. Don't do it. Um, but I've seen people shit themselves when that happens. And then, yeah, I just find that I'm excited for it. I'm never afraid of it. And that's a really cool lesson in confidence that came with making calls. Through these calls, I learned that I was resilient. I learned that I can keep going. I learned that I have tenacity through the roof. I'm adaptable, and then I have confidence. Kicking goals so far. Kicking goals so far. And the last thing in terms of like soft skills, whatever you want to call them, I, I, I agree with Gary Vee here that these are the hard skills. They're not really the soft skills. Doing admin tasks is, is soft skills to me. A hard skill is communicating. So anyways, not, not the point. Last thing in the, in the soft skills category that I've learned is that and I learned this a long time ago, and this is also something from uh, Jordan Belfort. He teaches to be sharp as a tack. And you've got to be sharp as a tack. I'll have to say sharp as a razor, so I'm not copying him completely. But that's what I learned, and I learned that on my own as well. I already knew that he used to say that and what he used to present in his straight line persuasion program about being sharp as a tack. And I definitely agree. I definitely agree with him on, the, on that. Um, at that point that you need to know what you're talking about. You need to be 
sharp as a razor. You need to be ready to just slice. You're ready to bang, we're in. You need to know your product inside out. You have to be so fluent in what you're talking about because if you're not, you don't come across as trustworthy. You can't, the person can't trust you because you aren't confident in the thing you're even talking about. So how could they trust you with the thing, like giving you, giving you money over for that item? if you can't even talk about it confidently, let alone understand the product inside out. So you really need to be sharp. You need to be really, really sharp and on the ball all the time. And they throw something at you, you need to be ready to go. You need to be ready to catch the ball and throw it back. Otherwise you're gonna be hit in the face by a ball and you're gonna be left to get up again off the ground and go again, next shop, next call. <laughs> I remember there was one company I was calling for. It was in the childcare space. I learned a lot about childcare during this time because you have to. I can't sell you any sort of product within the childcare space, no matter what it is, whether it's the actual supplies or whether it's a, a system online or whether it's uh, you know, something for your interior for, the, for a center. But I can't tell you any of that stuff. I can't sell you any of it unless I understand how your business operates and unless I understand how childcare works and the childcare space and, and the parents and the kids and how you guys structure your days. I, I can't sell you that stuff unless I understand. I have to know the ins and outs, I have to be sharp. So when I call in, I ask you, hey, hey how's your day? Have, did you have any angry parents today? Because they know that on any se every second day they get yelled at by some parent for some stupid thing about, I don't know, something their kid told them or them being late or the fees or something. There's always some problem that a parent has, which is fair because, you know, you're a parent at the end of the day, uh, with your childcare centre when they're just trying to do their job. They're just trying to help your kids. And, and the reason they're in that industry is because they genuinely care about kids generally. So I had to know that stuff. I had to know that. I had to know the format, how they work, the teachers, the schedules, what they, what the structure of the business was, the director, the, the, the anyone else in between the director and the educators. I had to know all these things just so I could sell them something. And that is the difference between someone who is just coming into something and fumbling their way through and someone who's sharp as a tack, sharp as a razor blade. Because they know, they know the industry, that you can have conversation and dialogue around it and find out how they work. Like, oh, interesting. That's, that's how you do. I was speaking with another place just like 10 minutes ago. Um, they're on the other side of the city. You're on the, you're on the west, they're on the east. Um, and they, they actually had a completely different system. It was, you're, you're telling me you send somebody out to get those supplies. They, they actually had them delivered. Have you thought about that? Um, you know, it's not something that I know. I'm not really sure. I can get some details and let you know, but it seems like that's something that works for them. So maybe that, guy, maybe that can work for you guys. And that's just me building rapport because I'm being sharp. I know how the industry works. I can bring things in left, right, and center. And it's about being sharp. And that's just an example. I'm not really, there's no real detail in any of that, but that's just an example off the top of my head of just displaying what I mean by being sharp. So when you bundle all that together, that's a, that's a really amazing amount of stuff I learned from cold calling. And it's actually probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life besides coaching itself was cold calling. And cold, cold calling consistently for all different types of things. So I've, I've cold called for cheese, cold called for electricity, for cheese, for milk, for phones, for cleaning products, for office stationery, for online subscription platforms, for in infrastructure cabling, for telecommunication centers, 
cold called for outsourcing. I've cold called for coaching and my services. I learned a lot. So when you bundle all of that together, all the different experiences and all the things that I've done, I've learned that I can be, I've learned that I, dis I discovered confidence in myself, discovered flexibility, adaptability, malleability. I discovered strength, tenacity, resilience, and just that I can make mistakes and it's okay and I can get up and keep going. That's eight things just right there. Maybe we can make that seven because three of them are really the same. That's pretty incredible just from that one act activity, like one, one thing. And I would, I would love for people to start cold calling just to find out what I'm talking about because it was life-changing for me. But again, not everyone can do it. And I said that was the last like soft skill thing, but actually there is one more thing that I'm thinking of right now. I learned to speak with volition. So deliberately, I learned to speak with deliberance. So when I'm on a call and uh, I'm in a phone call, I'm listening like I've never listened to anything before. I'm listening to the people, the person speaking to me. I'm listening, I'm listening for how they're talking, the speed. I'm listening for the uh, intonations in their voice, the, if, they're, if they've got a tremble, if they're very certain, short, sharp, and I'm matching those things uh, or leading off of them depending on the situation. And again, these are things I've learned over time. And I've learned to speak very deliberately and say words very deliberately. With a podcast, I tend to ramble on. I tend to just kind of give you as much as I can and all these different angles and blah, blah, blah. But when I'm making a phone call, completely different, completely different. And I'm sure you can hear it in the way that I'm even just talking about the subject here. Very different to my, I feel like I'm talking very differently to my other podcasts. Because this is a very niche topic, very niche, and I have lots of experience here. Um, just like the same as when I'm talking about a coaching model, I feel very comfortable talking about that. I'm very sharp in that area. So, yeah, but with my normal podcasts, it's a bit of an exploration. It's a bit of a journey. We, we, we find things out as we go. And cold calling has, learnt, has taught me to say things very deliberately. Choose my words very particularly and say certain phrases very particularly. For instance, I give you a nugget of gold here. If you're a cold caller and you're watching this and you need people to go to a computer to open an email or sign up for a thing and you need to send them an email and they need to sign up and for some reason you can't sign them up, happens, you get in those positions where you have to send them an activation email and they have to activate their account or something like that and you can't proceed until they activate. And if you ask them, do you have a second to activate that account? No, I don't have a second. I'm holding the baby right now, mom. <laughs> you know, I've got a thousand things to do. I've got team members to go. I've got four and a half thousand meetings today that I've got to fit in. I've got no time to activate it. Call me tomorrow. Call me next week. And then you call them back. They don't remember you. You're lost to the wind. All right, okay, okay let's try it different. Okay, we just got to activate your accounts. Uh, so if you can just get onto your computer, uh, two seconds it'll take, we'll, we'll activate your account. I don't have two seconds. I, I can't do that right now. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not available to, to uh, you have to call me back. And they always want you to call them back. Every time. I was like, I just can't do that. Look, I'm not interested. If it's going to be too much effort, I can't do it. And they will say that stuff to you in various different forms. And I'm sure if, you, if, you, if you've done it, you know what I'm talking about. Now, the nugget of gold that gets them on the computer. One phrase. You ready for this? And by far... The most successful rate. We went from having a whopping 0% activation rate 
in, in one of my teams. This is the particular case where we had to activate their account. Zero. We couldn't get one person to activate their account at all. Just unbelievable. And then I was reading a book. Can you remember what book it was? And I was just learning about language patterns. And I was like, okay, cool. So this is what we're going to try out. We're going to try this out. We're going to do a, what's it called? I think it's called a conversational postulate. I think that's the Milton, the presupposition of the Milton pattern. Conversational postulate. I believe that's it. I may be wrong. <laughs> like, can you shut the door? And that is when you didn't say go shut the door. You didn't instruct them to go and shut the door. You asked them if they can, and then they'll go and do it. So I was like, bang, we've got to do this. We've got to try this out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a trial. All right? First time I used it, straight away, straight to the computer. No, no uh, uh, objection, no resistance, nothing. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get new. And I said to them, are you near the computer? That's it. Need to get this person to activate the, the account. Are you near the computer? Oh, no, no, I'm not. Hang on a second. I'll just go near there. I'll just get near the computer. Oh, give me a second. I'm just going to go open my emails. Perfect. And we went from a 0% activation rate to like 89%, 88%. It was very rare that we couldn't get someone to activate. Very rare. And uh, that was really cool. So that was like, that's an example of speaking with volition and deliberance. I chose that statement very specifically. And that's what I would say. And when I just taught the team, say that. And then bang, we just transform things. And it's like that through the whole call. So not only will you be able to adapt, you'll be flexible with things they throw at you. You've got to be sharp and know your product and brings out confidence in you that you've never experienced before and that you know you can fall and make mistakes and, and get up. But you also learn how to speak very deliberately and on purpose with volition. And that's huge. It's huge to, to know that you're saying something and you, know, and you mean it. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. And something I learned that's not actually about the calls. It's about people. It's about people in general. You can't make 50,000 calls without learning some, something about people. I don't even think you can make 1,000 calls without learning something. And what I've learned is two things that's actually one thing. And it's that people are very different. Very, very different. Every individual is very different to the next. But people are all the same. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? I mean that each individual requires a very specific response when you're speaking to them. They, they speak at a certain speed and a certain tone and a certain pitch and they, they respond to different uh, like, things differently. And everybody does. Everyone's unique. And you need to be able to sway in the wind of all those things. Because some people might be short, like not in height, in their language. <laughs> Uh, they might be direct and need to have short sound bites of information. What do you want? How long is it going to take? How much is it going to cost me? This is where we're from. It'll take you 10 minutes to set up and it's going to save you thousands of dollars. But there's an upfront fee of 500. Boom. Uh, excellent. Send it through. You know, whatever it is for them. They need to know. Some people need to know the story. They need to know. They need to invest in the thing. They need to know the long way around, the scenic route. Scenic route. Scenic path. <laughs> and they need to know when the company was made, how it was made, who made it, any of the any some of the challenges along the way that got you to where they are, why you're calling them, what made you select them specifically, how's it going to benefit them, what's it going to look like, how's it going to be installed, who's going to use it. 
They need to know the whole criteria, everything, this whole checklist of stuff. And you need to be able to adapt between them and all the you know, other types of people there are. But saying all of that, that people are so individual and so different, everyone is the same. We're all human and we all look for the same things. So if you can build yourself up to, pre to present what everyone's looking for, being, uh, being sharp, confident, knowing what you need, flexible, friendly. And by friendly, I don't mean their best friend. I mean polite and n not an asshole. Some people you have to be real stern with and you almost could come across as an asshole. So there are some exceptions, but people as a whole, we're all the same. We all want the same thing. And we're all looking for ways to make things easier and ways to save money and to be happier. And all those things apply. And through talking to thousands of people, thousands of people, you really learn that, that that's the case and that everyone wants those things. And they're trying their best to achieve them. And if you can help them, then why wouldn't you? And that's something I've really learned. And then the last thing, given a lot in this, this has been really good. The last thing I learned from cold calling, 15,000 plus calls and over 50,000 calls in general, 50,000 to 100,000 sales and customer service interactions. I've learned that our biggest downfall, our biggest hurdle, biggest challenge, the biggest thing that gets in the way of our success and the biggest thing that stops people making cold calls, stop people doing sales in general, customer focused things, or even just anything in general. This is what I've learned from cold calling is that the thing that stops us the most is us. We get in our way more than anything in our entire world. We get in the way of success. We get in the way of winning. We get in the way of everything. We can get in the way of failure too. We can stop that happening and stop that, stop that from allowing a lesson to be learned. We get in our way and it's not exclusive to cold calling. It's in every single facet of every single person in every aspect of life. We, we're our biggest hurdle and we get in, in our way more than anything in our entire life, more than our partners. More than our children, more than our jobs, more than our bosses, more than regulations, more than the bloody governments. It's us. We hold ourselves back. So I guess to end this, and in a good old cold call in fashion, how do you think you're holding yourself back? It's just a question off the top of my head. If you had to list three ways that your current circumstances, your current attitude was holding you back, what would they be? Now you tell me. And I'd love to know. And how, what are you going to do to change it? How are you going to get out of your way? Let me know. Put it in the comments. Put it in my messages and send me, a, send me a DM and I can share it to my story and stuff and with your permission. But let me know because I'm really curious to see how, you, how you've now become aware of how you're holding yourself back. And I trust this has been invaluable. So subscribe if you haven't considered subscribing. Like if you haven't liked it already. Share it if you haven't sh if you haven't shared anything of my stuff before. It's a good little content episode. And comment. Do all the things. 
But don't do nothing. Do something. Maybe that should be my catchphrase. Don't do nothing. Do something. And enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, your night, your lunch and brunch and play lunch. I said lunch twice there. <laughs> and I'll see you in the next episode of the Jesse Dawson podcast. Ready for some more action-packed content. So I'll see you there.